Welcome to Keep This In Mind. My name's Melissa, and I'm a consumer psychologist and coach who's been studying psychology for the last 10 years. During that time, I've also shown myself what is possible through self-coaching and changing the way I think about my life, and I'm going to show you how you can do the exact same. So many people are unaware that our thoughts are always within our control, and when you take control of your thoughts, you'll be amazed at the incredible results you can create in your own life. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and happy Friday. Welcome to a brand new episode. I hope you're having a great week and looking forward to the weekend. It's actually Monday when I'm recording this, and so I had a pretty relaxing weekend, but um, sadly, our little boy Nimbus, my dog, he's not feeling too well, so he's lying upstairs with me. He's never allowed upstairs normally, but since he's not feeling well, he's just asleep on the little bed next to me, so he's joining us today, and I hope he feels better soon. Apparently, there's some bug going around our park, which is kind of hilarious, but also you know, I hope everything works out okay, but it gives me a lot of relief knowing that there's other dogs that are feeling the same way as him and they felt better within a few days. So I'm really hoping that that's just what it is. It's just he's not eating his food and, but his energy level seems fine and like he's drinking water and stuff. We just thought he didn't like his food, but because we've had some issues trying to change his food and all that stuff. But anyway, hopefully he feels better. And thank you so much for everyone who's been messaging me about the podcast and sharing it and listening to it. You have no idea how much that means to me because I don't know what I was really expecting from this. I wasn't expecting to have so many people in my life listening to it. Um, so thank you so much. And if, if you are enjoying the podcast, if you could write a little review on whatever app you're using, whether it's Spotify or the Apple podcast apps, if you could write a little review, that'd be really great because it helps get the podcast out to people who need to hear it. So today we're going to talk about a lot of different things. Um, and I'm going to get f- further into some of the more complicated concepts with regards to coaching yourself. Um, They're not more complicated. It's just if this is the first time that you're being introduced to this, it can seem a little bit overwhelming. And if you haven't heard of what I'm about to talk about before, that's absolutely no problem. You're not alone. Um, And I'm going to be talking about this a lot. And this is going to be covered in so many episodes. And it's really going to be a great reference point. I'm going to direct people to whenever they're first listening to the podcast or first being introduced to life coaching and coaching themselves and all this stuff, because I'm going to break down a few different concepts, which are the concept of 50-50 and the think-feel-act cycle. So, the title of this episode is Circumstances Don't Cause Feelings. And if, like I said, if you're coming to this with a brand new, as a brand new listener, you are going to be like, what is she talking about? (laughs) So, I'm going to walk you through one of the basic, one of the basic concepts of life coaching and positive psychology and actually cognitive behavioral therapy, which is a form of therapy that a lot of different therapists choose to use that has been shown to be significantly effective in treating people with anxiety and depression. So first of all, the concept of 50-50. I didn't create any of these concepts, by the way. Um, These are concepts that I've learned through different podcasts, different reading, different research, and things like that. So the concept of 50-50 is that 50% of our emotional experience as humans 
is going to be positive and 50% is going to be negative. I heard about this about a year ago now, whenever I was listening to the Life Coach School podcast with Brooke Castillo. And she is the master life coach of all the life coaches. And she trains a lot of life coaches. She has her own certification program. I love her podcast. If you want to go listen to it, I highly recommend listening to her episodes as well. She has a lot more episodes than I do. And a lot of them talk about this. But as part of the human experience, we need to feel negative emotion 50% of the time. Because without that contrast, uh, we wouldn't even be able to realize that we're experiencing positive emotion if we didn't have anything to compare it to. And whenever I experience negative emotion now, one of the things that just makes me feel so much better is remembering that this is normal and this is just part of the 50%. This is just part of my day. This is just part of my week. This is just part of my life. That is the negative 50%, the negative experience. First of all, just knowing that, it just significantly reduces that added layer of negativity that we layer onto ourselves when we're judging or criticizing our own emotional experience. Uh, Instead of sinking into them and allowing ourselves to feel a certain way, a lot of the times we will get angry at ourselves for feeling sad or disappointed in ourselves if we feel self-doubt. Just that added layer of judging our own emotions instead of being allowed to feel them for what they are is often what makes the experience that much more difficult. So what I'm talking about here are negative emotions like frustration and self-doubt and being able to accept that you're having a normal reaction to a situation like For instance, when a loved one passes away and you feel sadness for missing them or when you are having problems disciplining your children or even at work when your boss tells you that you're not performing as well as they would like. So those are real life situations where you need to take that in and you need to feel those emotions. However, there are times when a person might be experiencing negative emotions to the point where they think of doing something drastic, like taking their own life. And that's not what I'm referring to here. Please, if that does sound like you, I will link some resources below for some support. That is not normal, and it is definitely something that requires immediate professional help. But what I'm talking about here is just the negative experience of day-to-day life and how we let that affect us. So when you realize that half of your emotional experience is going to be kind of bad, kind of sucks, you're not going to feel great, you're not going to feel amazing, whenever you accept that, there's so much freedom in allowing that to pass through you and just move on from there and not judge yourself for feeling that way because it's normal to feel that way half of the time. And some people might even argue that you can get yourself to feel better than the 50-50. Maybe it's a 60-40 situation, whatever works for you. Um, But just know that as humans, we are supposed to feel negative emotion. That's why we have them. It's normal. Only people who are narcissists and sociopaths don't feel these kinds of negative emotions and look at how they behave. We don't want to do that. We don't want to act like that. So that brings me to the think-feel-act cycle, which is a framework that we can use to understand how and why we feel the way we do. And it's also a tool that we can use to change the way we think and act to create different results in our lives. So this has its origin in cognitive behavioral therapy, which is CBT, which I was just talking about. Uh, which was, as I said, developed originally to treat depression, but now it 
It's used to treat a whole range of mental health issues, including anxiety and things like that. And the way that the think-feel-act cycle works is very simple. We have thoughts, which create feelings, which produce actions in our lives. And this is an automatic process that's going on inside of us constantly. We are constantly thinking about the world and making judgments about everything around us. And this is what influences our emotions. And our emotions thus influence the way that we act and our actions collectively contribute to the results that we get in our life. And until we're taught to recognize this, we won't even realize that we are doing it. We don't realize that this cycle is going on. But the good news is that once you do become aware, you can learn how to recognize these own cycles in your own life and shift them so that you can create outcomes that you want. So now I'm just going to walk you through what exactly, I know it's going to sound silly, but what exactly thoughts, feelings, and actions are, because it's not as simple as we might think. So thoughts are sentences in our minds. (laughs) Just because we think it, it doesn't mean it's true. And we have, I don't even know how many thoughts we have a day. It's something crazy like 40,000 or 70,000, something like that. And many people may have the same thoughts about a situation and the same beliefs about a situation, but that doesn't make those thoughts or beliefs true. And this is proven in many instances. One big way and one big example is through religion. There are a num- like thousands and millions of people that collectively believe that their religion is the truth but then how many religions are there in the world? So just the fact that you believe something doesn't necessarily make it true, doesn't make it a fact. And this can also be shown through the way that we remember certain situations. So the fact that someone who went through the same situation as you did could have a completely different experience of that situation shows how powerful our thoughts are in creating our emotional experience. So I don't know about you, but I have a lot of different memories with my brothers and, you know, siblings growing up. And we all remember events completely differently based on the thoughts that we were having about that event. So when I say that our thoughts create our feelings, which then produce our actions, I'm not telling you that you need to take every negative thought and turn it into a positive one. You can do that sometimes, but I just want to say it's a slippery slope because as I just mentioned, and that's why I wanted to preface this with the concept of 50-50 positive and negative emotion, is that if we're not allowed, we can't just run away from negative emotion. We cannot because it's just impossible. So you're going to have a really hard time turning a super negative thought into a super positive thought. And in another episode, maybe I'll go through you know, how exactly that process works of changing thoughts, because I think that could be very helpful. But changing thoughts take a lot of time. And there's an uncomfortable period of time when you're trying to change your thoughts where you're saying one thing, but not believing it yet. And that's uncomfortable for everyone because you're having that automatic negative thought that you're trying to create into the new thought. And that takes a lot of time and it can feel uncomfortable. And one of the reasons why we believe that our thoughts are facts and truths are because of a confirmation bias that we have in our brains. So I'm sure if you are familiar with psychology or, you know, any of those concepts, you know that the confirmation bias bias is basically looking for 
evidence that your own theory is true. And we do this as humans in our own brains. So if we have a negative thought about something, we are constantly looking out for evidence that that is true. I'm trying to think of an example here. Let's say that you've been trying to lose weight for years or you've been trying to stick with a consistent exercise routine for years and you keep going on and off of different routines and quitting and all of that kind of stuff. A thought that you might say to yourself is, I'm a failure and I always quit. And so whenever you have a thought like that, your brain is just ready to find every single bit of evidence to support that claim. So it'll think about that time that you dropped out of doing gymnastics when you were a kid. It'll think of the time that you interviewed for a job and you didn't get it. But if you reframe that thought and take that, which is a quite negative thought, and try to change it into something more positive, which would be, I'm determined to lose weight, or I'm determined to find a exercise routine that I can stick to, that feels a lot better. And you see yourself more as someone who sticks with things and doesn't quit. So you'll find, you'll look for evidence of that throughout your life. Maybe you've been in a long-term relationship for 20 years. Maybe you have had a relationship with someone in your family who needs to get help for substance abuse and you're constantly showing up for them and helping them get through their problems and you're proving that you can stick with it. You can stick with people and follow through on solving these problems. So then feelings are created by our thoughts. Uh, a feeling is like a physical sensation. Some feelings can even cause like our heart rates to get faster or cause us to break out in a sweat or even make us feel warm and flushed or they can even make us feel relaxed. So feelings are one word emotional states like happy, sad, scared, tired. And it is so powerful knowing that our thoughts can create our feelings. We know that feelings are harmless. They can't hurt us. They're temporary. They're not forever. That's something that I like to say to myself whenever I'm going through something really negative. I think feelings are not forever. This feeling won't last forever. And it's just reminding yourself that whether you want to work through it or just avoid it, um, it's really helpful. And in the same way that positive, experience, positive thoughts can be really helpful in producing those feelings that inspire you to take action, negative feelings can inspire positive actions as well. So for instance, let's say you start feeling upset about an act of discrimination that then leads you to protest or engage in activism or even something not so serious where... Uh, it's something simple, like instead of feeling discouraged about not sticking to your goal, feel curious about what obstacles you need to look out for in the future and, and making a plan. Negative emotions in everyday situations are something that you should be looking out for, like dreading going to work, feeling stressed every single week, spending a lot of time worrying about relationships you have with your family or your friends. Our feelings are what determine our actions and our inactions. So if you remember the previous podcast, feelings can cause us to seek pleasure, avoid pain. Those are basic things what our feelings can do. And those are the two main actions that you can take as humans. Feelings can stop us from doing things too. So it's really becoming aware of that cycle. And obviously actions are <laughs> the actions that we take in our daily life. So planning your week every Sunday to organize your time so that you don't feel stressed. 
Or it could be something like overeating or overdrinking or overusing social media. It can be how we treat other people, how we react to just normal things in our day-to-day lives, how we practice self-care. And then there's an added piece to this, which is the main point of today's podcast. So we have our think-feel-act cycle, and those are all things arguably within our own control. But then we have circumstances, and circumstances are everything else in the world that we cannot control. (laughs) So this includes other people's thoughts, other people's feelings, and other people's actions. We cannot control that at all. Even though we would like to, we cannot. Circumstances are neutral until you have a thought about them. So they can affect how you feel unless you let them. And this is where a lot of people get caught up, and this is where it's very helpful to have a coach especially if all of this is completely new to you because it's so easy for us to forget that we cannot change what we cannot control. There are so many circumstances in the world and in our life that we cannot change and we cannot control. And there's also a lot of beliefs and thoughts that we have that we think are circumstances, but they're not. And obviously circumstances, you know, can trigger a positive or a negative emotional response, but we always have a choice on how to make a change to impact our own experience. So as for the title of this episode, which is Circumstances Can't Cause Feelings, they can't. Because what cause feelings, if you remember? (laughs) It's our thoughts. Thoughts are the only things that cause feelings. And yes, you might have, like, one of the arguments is, well, you know, someone I love has passed away, so obviously I feel sad. I feel upset. I feel lost. I feel hopeless. And so in that case, they're saying that someone passing away has led them to feel all of these negative emotions. And that's understandable, of course, because circumstances, although yes, they can rigor our emotional automatic experience, that is very short-lived and we then have a choice to change the way that we're thinking about it or think about it in a way that serves us better. So in the instance or in the example of someone you love passing away, there will be maybe the first day or two where You're just completely engulfed in all of that negative emotion, that longing of missing them, but you can't live like that for the rest of your life. And that's another uh, time when maybe being aware that all of these feelings are temporary, that it's never going to hurt this much, as much as it does right now. And there are so many different ways that you can begin changing the way that you're thinking about the situation to better serve yourself. And one of the ways that I would reframe it, if this was someone that was coming to me for coaching or anything like that, would be to reframe it from the experience, how lucky you were to have had an experience and to have had a love that that large, that you feel this amount of pain, that you feel this amount of hurt and sadness, like how grateful you should be to have experienced that. Because with, as we were saying, the concept of 50-50, if there is a big sadness in your life, a really big sadness in your life, that's normally followed by or preceded by an insane feeling of just love and happiness and positive emotion. When you think about it, when you think about your life and, you know, everything that maybe has gone wrong. And one of the cliche things to say is that nothing has gone wrong here. I forget who said that. 
the sentence, nothing has gone wrong here, has been so helpful because whatever is happening to you, do you know how to know whether or not it was meant to be? It's because it happened. It's because that's the way it was. The way it is is the way it's meant to be. So nothing has gone wrong here. There's always a chance for you to learn from negative circumstances in your life. There's always a chance for you to reframe certain situations that aren't serving you. So one example is I am part of a coaching membership where every week or multiple times a week, I get to sit in and watch people get coached live by another life coach. And so it's really interesting seeing the different problems that everyone has. And there's been a few instances where the client who has been coming on to be coached, the main root of their issue was that they were blaming the circumstances for the way that they're feeling. And that's what a lot of people do. That's where a lot of people find solace because they don't have to take responsibility. They don't have to do anything. They don't have to make a change. It's just their marriage's fault or their husband's fault or whatever the the problem is. So I'll give you an example. One of the women came on and she wanted to be coached and she was probably in her 40s. And she was talking about how she runs her own business and she has a husband and a few kids, and she is having a difficult time with her husband and trying to get him to help out with the children. So like picking them up from school and helping them with their homework, cooking, cleaning, that kind of stuff. And she seemed to have a pretty successful business. Like it was keeping her very busy and it was profitable and everything like that. And although she had brought this up to her husband a lot of the time, you know, like why, why can't you help me out? And why can't you do this? And why can't you do that? He still was not helping her to the level that she wanted to be helped. She was trying to control his actions, basically, which, you know, we can't do. As much as we wish we could, we cannot do that. She was having thoughts like, I have to do this all on my own. I'm, my husband doesn't help me. I just want my husband to help me. All of those thoughts, which were not serving her. Yeah, they might have been factual. Maybe he wasn't helping her. But oftentimes we have a code of conduct that we want other people to follow and they just don't do it. And there's nothing we can do about it. So in that case, what the coach recommended that she do was instead of coming at this from this real place of negativity and lack and hopelessness, she should reframe it to empower herself. Telling herself, look at all this shit that I'm doing. I'm being an amazing mom. I'm doing the majority of the work. I'm running a business. My kid is doing great. Look at how much I'm killing it. Reframing it that way feels a lot better than being upset because your husband isn't helping you. And that's where coaching really helps because you can stay in that cycle for a really long time trying to just make someone do something or change a situation or change someone's opinion of you. Plot twist, you can't do that. And a lot of the times, like, you can change the circumstance. Like, that woman could have gotten a divorce, but she loved her husband. There was a reason why she was doing all of that stuff. The reason why she was working with a coach to help her manage this. Because these things don't have to be deal breakers. It may just be helpful to just reframe the way that you're thinking about your current situation that isn't serving you. So some of the ways that you can just 
let this marinate in your mind for a while. Just become aware of the thoughts that you're having and the feelings that it's producing and how are you behaving and just maybe examining that, maybe journal about it. I love journaling. I've been journaling for years and it's so crazy because sometimes you just sit down to write and you just start writing and all this stuff comes out and then you look at it maybe even that day or a day later and you're able to see it almost as another person and you can just look at the facts and look at what you're writing and be able to discriminate between the two. It's really helpful. And when I talk about becoming aware of your thoughts, sometimes people find that difficult to catch themselves in a thought in the beginning, but it's, it's easier for you to catch yourself in a feeling. So next time you're feeling frustrated or you're feeling afraid or doubting yourself or any of those other negative emotions that I was talking about or it's just something that doesn't feel good, Maybe work backwards and see, well, okay, what were the thoughts that I was having that led me to feel this way? And start writing about that or just becoming aware. That is the key here. I had to listen to this stuff probably for three or four months before I actually wrapped my mind around it. I wasn't working with a coach at the time, so it was a lot more difficult for me, but just become aware of these patterns and it'll be crazy how differently you view the world. So spend some time throughout your day questioning whether you believe one of your thoughts is a circumstance. Some A good question that you can ask for this is, so where is the truth here? Whenever you're thinking things, where is the truth here? Or would other people agree with this? Because in order for it to be a circumstance, other people would have to agree. Math is hard or taxes are hard. That's not a circumstance. Taxes are just taxes. Some people find them easy. Some people find them hard. Depends on their thoughts about it and obviously how much training they've had with regards to them. But I know this is going to be new for a lot of people, so don't worry. I will be spending a lot of time on this subject because this is the basis for coaching, coaching yourself or working with a coach. And if you have any questions about this or it really resonated with you, I would love for you guys to reach out. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Dr. Melissa Kelly or at my website, which is linked in the show notes here. And as a reminder, I'm also taking one-on-one clients for my coaching program. So all of that information is going to be in the show notes as well. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an amazing weekend and I'll talk to you next time. Keep this in mind. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could go and leave me a review. And if you want to get in touch or find out more about my one-on-one coaching, head to melissakellyphd.com. All right, guys, I'll talk to you next week. Bye.